It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. On Gidea, it's time for the Midweek Masterclass with the Mailbag Team. And thanks for the Mailbag Bloodstock. Let's welcome in the opening partnership today. Jack Dickens has just arrived, would you believe? He said he'd be here by 8 o'clock, but obviously there were some traffic problems. Um, he's staying, I think, at the number one hotel in Sydney, somewhere in the city, to get out here to Warwick Farm. Um, I think he got held up on a few occasions, but he joins us this morning. G'day, Dicko. G'day, G. G'day, everyone. Um, shall we kick off with your um, performance yesterday at Liverpool Golf Course, oh, where yes. I saw a grown man throw one of the greatest tantrums <laughs> of all time. Oh, um, look, sometimes in life I look to Gareth as a bit of a mentor, you know, a bit of a leader, someone I can sort of get behind, and yesterday, well... Well, the reverse of the reverse of that yeah. happened. I had to sit him down. I had to give him a big chat. Like he was my star player, and he was just not delivering anything. And he was starting to affect the the vibe of the whole group. Oh, and I had to sit go. you down and have a really firm chat. But full credit to you, G, because you responded. Um, unbelievable, Dicko, giving life advice. That means you really have to start soul searching. And life for Shane Curlio joins us. Hello to you, Shane. Good morning, Gareth. Um, how are you feeling, first of all? We've seen you in hospital. Um, you've been doing it tough. Are you okay? Garrison, there's no amount of pain that I can endure that would be worse than putting up with Dicko and crew at uh, Inglis Sales for a week. So um, I'm going very well. Thank you for asking. <laughs> this is for Inglis, Australia's leading thoroughbred auctioneer. And Mark Roden joins us. And Mark, um, it wouldn't be without a visit, would it be the same without visiting Sydney and New South Wales without it raining? And as I speak here at Warwick Farm, it's starting to rain. Um, hello to you. Uh, hello to you, Gareth. Yeah, not entirely surprised to hear that. Whenever there's good racing on in Sydney, I suppose rain's just around the corner. So, Kelly, you played golf a few times with Jack. It was, it was basically, they started to play for a little bit of money, so I decided just to... Um, not, not pull myself up here, but I was just making sure that, you know, my handicap, I got, my handicap was pushed back to four a hole, not three, and it seemed to work pretty well. Well, this, this would be a great segment for handicap rorting because you two would be two of the best at yep. it. And sometimes Gareth, that's I saw your swing. I saw you drive one on Instagram that you got a horrible swing. <laughs> yeah, I do actually. It, and, and golf is the most frustrating game. Yeah, I get great value for money, Gareth. So if it's sixty dollars a round, I make sure I get a hundred, hundred and twenty shots to try and get me money. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mick Gannon paid for everything because I think he's a pro. And Liverpool Golf Club, I highly recommend you get there. It's a terrific golf club, but it's got it's got a lot of water and a lot of sand. I lost about fifteen golf balls on the first nine. Fifteen. And then well, I, and when you I, don't look for them, you're not going to find them. As a rule, they just evaporated somewhere, <laughs> and they, and they were like good golf balls, like the Tiger Wood Nike golf balls. The till is it till? Tightless. Pro V ones. Yeah, Pro V ones. Um, and I nearly snapped a, a four iron, but I actually had to count to ten a few times. 
Um, but it's a frustrating game anyway. What are we doing, Mark Roden, at Randwick on the Kensington track, first of all? Uh, we're playing a very straight bat, to be honest with you, Gareth. I, I've, I've struggled to find a way through uh, this meeting, and it's not only because I uh, had too much to drink watching the Super Bowl yesterday, but okay. I'm, um, I'm, um, I'm pretty much in agreement with the market on a lot of favourites. I've found one race I can, uh, well, attack's not the right word, have a bet in at this stage. Yeah. It is race uh, four, I think. Yes, it's race four, the 1,000 metre race. I think there's going to be a good speed here. The likes of Washington Towers and Vista Lake, maybe one or two others, are going to run them along here. And I think with a bit of sting out of the ground, getting down the middle is going to be the place to be anyway. So especially with this speed, I'm, I'm looking for two that can either just sit off pace or even, even get back and run on here. Uh, number three, Illusionist. Very good win first up at Gosford. Um, went as well as he ever has in his career. If he runs up to that, I think he's in the race. And you can get it, you know, around $16 plus at the moment. I think that's a great price. Yep. I'm going to back him and I'm going to back uh, the undefeated Border Control, number eight, lightly raced five-year-old, one at Gosford, then dropped back to 900 at Newcastle, got well back and got over the top of them. That was a very good win. He's double-figure odds as well, better than $12, $13. Uh, we won't slaughter the whole $200 bank on these pretty speculative ones, so maybe just 50 bucks each to win on them at, yep. uh, at good prices. Love your work. I didn't think you would write yourself off. Um, obviously, you drank responsibly there, Mark Roden, but I thought you were the responsible one of the midweek masterclass team, thanks to the mailbag. And I met one of your counterparts the other day, Rob. Um, Scurry. What, yeah, what's his last name? Rob Scurry. Yeah, the, the, Rob uh, Scurry. the horse whisperer. And he is a different cat, um, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, no response. Yeah. I guess that says it all, um, Shane. He sort of makes you look normal. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Mum. Still coming to grips with, with Mark Roden's comment about the thousand metre race and expects to be paced on. He must have obliterated himself <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good point, but I did ask Scurry because I got a lot of time for him, and I, I find him a fascinating character, especially with the way that he goes about his betting and analysing races, etc., by looking at the horses in the mounting yard. And I said to I said to Scurry, I said, mate, who would be like, who would be if you if I gave you a hundred thousand dollars and you needed to survive for a year on the punt, who would you trust to follow their staking plan and the units betting with the uh, mailbag team. And do you want me to give his analysis? Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know what you're talking Dicko about. Dicko wouldn't know. Like, Dicko was the first one he put a line through because he's <laughs> he's too inconsistent with his mental capacity. <laughs> um, you you back too many short to, um, short price favourites, Curlio, he said. He just said, <laughs> like, oh, if I... And, it, oh, and this is this is he obviously doesn't words. He obviously doesn't follow my set then, Gareth. No, that's what I... That was what I was thinking... Um, Mark Roden, um, sometimes he gets frustrated with your speed maps, but he appreciates them at the same time. And well, Peter Anthony's well, one clear. That's the case. That's easy fix. Yeah. No. <laughs> Look at you just tearing apart the mailbag on live yeah. radio. <laughs> I only, to tell you the truth, I only made that up, Mark, because he didn't say anything about you, but I just wanted to. <laughs> I'm going to take that back. And and then Pete Anthonis was his favourite because it's like Pete Anthonis is his type of punter because he does the half units type of you know exercises. They're cut from the same cloth, pistol and scurry. Yeah, I think so. What did you make of that, Curlio? Yeah, I'll be losing a lot of sleep over that. What uh, what planet was scurry on when he was giving you that assessment? (laughs) Um, Was this under the tree? Uh, Yeah, I think it was. Scurry's 
I, I, I thought I thought Mail, uh, I thought Manning Yard was just the final piece of the puzzle. Didn't have a lot of impact um, before I joined the mailbag and watched Scurry consistently win and don't do form. Just watch them in the in the ring in the parade ring. It's it's no it's to really be free. to be brutally honest. I think and and I I have to take that back, Mark, because I never thought it would upset you that much. But he didn't say. <laughs> But he does really rely on your speed maps at the end of the day. So I think um, he just feel, I, to tell you the truth, I think because picking horses in the mounting yard, I think can sometimes be a bit of a bluff. But I honestly think he just uses you guys for your intel. Yeah, but he genuinely like does not care. Hates the racing narrative. He doesn't pay any attention to any broadcasting. He wears headphones in the mounting yard so he can't hear whoever's talking. Yeah. All he does is he look does at the ponies, the eyes on ponies, and he checks Mark's maps, and if it all lines up, he has a bet. I find him a fascinating yep. character, and I like him, Mark. How do you find him? Yeah, I um, yeah, I was dealing with him very closely every race day for about 18 months, and it was, it's sort of like what Curl said. It, it opened my eyes. I, I was the same. I thought, you know, the yard was valuable, but I personally didn't see how you could just use that approach and win. But, I mean, we've straightened him up in some, uh, some other ways, maps being probably the key one. Um, yes. Well, straighten him up is probably putting it a bit yeah. strongly. Uh, we've no, that's, that's, that's fair. Um, but no, what he does just works. It just works consistently. He's been he's been on a winning run for a couple of years now. It's uh, it's yeah. not a fluke. And that's why it's a travis, travesty that Bella Anderson's being um, made redundant there on uh, on Racing dot com, Curlio. Yeah, that was uh, a surprise. Um, I don't really have much comment there on that one, Gareth. But I will say that. Um, if Mark Roden's no longer doing maps for Rob after your quick, um, there's yeah. a vacancy there. He might be able to do them for Wayne Hawks. You could ask Wayne O next time he's on. He needs someone <laughs> to do his speed maps. I know that he loves them. <laughs> yeah, it is. He, he, that'd be a waste of money, according to Wayne. He wants his jockeys to ride the field. Um, ride the field. Yeah. Now, Pocky. tell me about... Um, I'd love to get your comment as well. This is a midweek masterclass. I know the news isn't far away, but this is a little fun this morning. Um, which is rare these days with you guys. You're a little bit too serious. Um, John Kissick. Now, what did you make of his performance there on Saturday at Toowoomba? <laughs> oh, my God. Um, the Toowoomba winning post has claimed a few victims over the years, Gareth, of people yes. misjudging <laughs> mis, uh, the winning post. Like, number one, it's your job, you moron. Like, <laughs> ride your horse out through the line. Right, that's number one I would have thought. Um, yes. If it's the first time you've ridden out of a track, sort of have a look at, maybe have a look where the winning post is. That's probably <laughs> another bit of advice I could give. But yeah. um, you can't listen to bikes that don't ride horses for advice. Uh, yeah, how dare we have an third one is The third one is um, commiserations to a couple of blokes that I know that own the horse and had large bets on it and uh, mm. thought they'd got the cash. Well, he did apologise. Oh, all good. Playoffs. Yeah. He caught he 30 days or something and, and apologised. So, you know. Yep. So, off we go. It'll happen the again. Game. Gary Hill Jr. did that to one of my horses one day. And I said, I'm going to sue you, Jr. And he goes, good, try it. He goes, i got no money. <laughs> <laughs> and Jr., that was an honest mistake. And he's the world's best driver, I think. Oh, well, probably along with Dexter yeah, Dunn. So, honest mistake, yeah. Yes, he uh, has. Splinters, Gareth Hall. We all make mistakes in life, and you've made plenty over the journey. Now, have you? where are we racing tomorrow, Curlio? Uh, at the racetrack. Yes, um, <laughs> at um, Doom, Doomben. 
Dumbin. Yep. At Where do we start with um, your specials? Yeah, I've got one at Doombin I like it. I sort of don't mind one at Mackay today, but we'll start with Doombin first. Will we race one? Uh, I, I like the trial of number one. I think it's pronounced Tassane. Tassane. Yeah. Tassane. I think so. I don't know. Yeah. Barry B. Lockwood trains Jay Orman. This horse bled both nostrils in defeat last at the end, uh, last start when it ran second. Um, has come back and trialed. So um, I think I'm not sure if we've got any data to back this up, Gareth. But you, you may have heard the old. There's an old horseman's tale that the best time to back him is first up after a bleed, and it's the last time yeah. you back him. Um, yes. It was a strong. It was a strong trial. Um, Jay Orman does go on, which is a, a, a really good push because you know James is dominating up here currently, and he's sort of he gets the pick of a few stables at the moment, so that's a good lead. The horse to beat will be number nine, our Armistice. So I think will come up short in the market, but it's no good. So um, hopefully the nine comes up favourite, and Tasane second favourite because I think the copy starts favourite and yep. looks looks the winner race one number one. And do you have something at Mackay for us? Yeah, look, I do. It's, it's. Um, I think it's a six-horse field and it's six dollars. Race seven at number six. Oh, God, I picked the right one to pronounce. K Lan, K Halan, K Halan. Just do what I do. Race seven, number six. Race seven, number six. Now it's only it sort of it, it was first up off a freshen off a spell. Sorry for um, for Lyle Wright who who's only just had it the two runs, gave it one run when he got it off the previous trainer, did naught, then had a spell. Come back and ran second, and I thought it went really well. Went back to the inside. It was a small field, but it went back to the inferior part of the track, which might have cost it a length. So I'd say looking at that effort and looking at the clock, uh, I think Lyle might have improved this horse a bit. Now it'll go around with 56.5 kilos on speed and sort of stalking you long sovereign who up to lump the sixty two and a half. Not normally a weight and measures man at, at these sprint trips, but I think there's a difference there with the jockeys as well. I think there's a little bit of a leaning towards the six. So at the quote, Gareth, yep. I thought um, it'd be a, it'd be worth uh, a worth a spec to try and roll the favourite there, race seven number six. Beautiful Curly. Oh, Huey Fitzpatrick, our digital manager, just texts through and he says, I'll be writing that article on the jockey after Shane's comments, if that's okay. I said, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, that's perfectly fine. I think, yeah. I think he's left town anyway, Johnny. He yeah. moved back to Canberra after that, so I'll be pretty uh, safe. All right, I'm then, sure and, he's uh, man. He did apologise. Don't worry. I'm not saying. You know, no. it's, it's something that happens regularly at Toowoomba. Yeah. Good on you, Mark Roden. Enjoy your day recovering from your hangover. Will do, Gareth. Thank and, you, and, as always. Go easy on the vapes. And and, and um, it wasn't. Um, Scary did not say that. I made that up. I don't usually no, make up stuff, but right. I made oh, it up. So oh, oh, there's a lie. No, don't get upset with him. <laughs> Good on you, Mark. Mark's a massive man too. Like you don't want him. No. I'd, I'd be intimidated by him if he was getting his chest out. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah. I got to take the news, and then Peter Anthony will join us. He's got a couple of winners at Belmont for us. I think Sneaky on a Wednesday. Pete. Nice tune early on. Yes. This is Giddy Up, live from the Riverside Stables, um, or the Riverside Complex here for day three of the Classic Sales. And Peter Anthonis, Rob Scurry's favourite mailbag member, joins us now. G'day, Pete. I've got no idea what's going on, but g'day to you, Gareth. Um, Where are we racing? Is it Ascot or Belmont tomorrow? It's Ascot Wednesday, Belmont Thursday, which is the transferred Bunbury meeting. Uh, So, yeah, a little bit of HQ action. All right, then. So tomorrow at Ascot, 
Do you like this car? There is, what, eight races to pick from? Yeah, there's plenty of trials that I've been working through. So I've only really finished one race so far, Gareth. So I've only got one uh, one bet for you. Well, hopefully it's bet anyway. Every chance it goes up under the odds because it's race three, number four, Fluoro Neuro, goes from Martin Allen's stable to Grant Nalana Williams. Pike's on board, trialed really well. Uh, it probably doesn't have to improve to be winning this race unless one of these first starters is uh, particularly talented. Look, a few of them are showing some ability at the trials, but... Winning on debut is uh, another situation altogether. But Fluoro Nero from gate three to put himself into the race. Uh, look, I'd be really happy if I could get $3 plus. But I'm not sure I'll get it, but that's what I'm hoping for. So Grant Williams, William Pike. I think Grant Williams is really, along with Alana Williams, starting to really knuckle down and have success now, aren't they? Yeah, they well, I guess it's, uh, it's a hard ask when you've gone from, you know, training Ferraris to all of a sudden beat up the on those guesses. So, um, yeah, look. They've, uh, they've done as good as they could do with some of the cattle they've got, but yeah. we've seen some of their better horses like Alphafina and so forth. I mean, they're still the most capable trainers in WA. That's not well, they must have taken they must have been taking the Ferrari motor out of Western Empire anyway and put the Datsun <laughs> motor into him. Um, oh yeah, good on you, Pete. Thanks for that. All right, go well, Gary. You're a good man, Pete. Now, what are you doing at Sandown? Quickly, Dicko. Uh, have you got a, a staking plan for us? One bet. Yes. Um, race three. Number yep. five, Arctic Fairy. Okay. Arctic Fairy, race three, horse number five, GB. Uh, no, that's that's race five, number race three. Race three, the number five, Arctic Fairy. Yes, Manny Allerton and Blake Sheen. That's a good combination. Manny Allerton is really starting to kick plenty of goals I now. think he needs to kick a few goals, and he might do it tomorrow. Uh, yep. I think this horse will roll forward off some good trials, uh, good form references. Yep. Uh, I think it's there thereabouts. I think Greece is vulnerable and creates a big opportunity here. All right. Good on you, Dicko. Thank you. Anyway, I think you'll be joining us more after 10 o'clock, but we need to take a break. We're talking a little bit of harness racing as we face the breeze. There's a big carnival in New South Wales starting Face the on breeze. Because like, they're like... You no, know, face the breeze is like the, 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 the spot outside the leader. What's yeah. the chair? That's Ross the, always talks about that's the, the chair. Breeze. That's facing the breeze. Jack the Trader. chair. Yeah, Anthony Button joined me straight after this. This is Giddy Up live from the Riverside Complex here for day three of the English Classic Sales.